I'm Wit. And I'm Kayla. And you're listening to the Making Sistery Podcast. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to episode three of the Making Sistery Podcast. You know, there comes a moment in everyone's life where it feels like your soul is being pulled towards something where there's this deep burning feeling, this fire inside you to go after the things you've always dreamed of, to put yourself out there and to not be afraid to accomplish the things you've always wanted to accomplish. You could call it your passion. You could call it your bliss, but we like to call it our call to adventure. Let's go. Okay, Wit, do you want to know my favorite moment of our girls trip that we just had? What was it? It was going to Delicate Arch to watch the sun rise and shine on that beautiful monument that represents Utah. It was so cool to, you know, and I'm not a morning person. Like I, I try to sleep in as long as I can until my kids crawl into bed with me. And even then I'm like, lay with me for just a little bit and then I'll turn on the the alarm and we'll get up at 730. But you know, I, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a morning person. But I woke up that morning. What? When did we leave? I forget what time we left. Well, we woke up at 5 a.m., left yeah. by 5.30 so that we didn't have to pay the entrance fee into Arches. But come to find out, there's a QR code and you have to pay it anyway. So, <laughs> But it was worth it. But I am not a morning person. And I woke up that morning with so much energy and so much um, fire in my soul to get something done and to see something that we you know, may not be able to have that chance again. One of the coolest memories of that trip was just going out there in the dark, parking, and then you and I were both like, wait, hold on a second. Like, maybe we should be smart about this because, you know, there could be strangers on the trail, right? And, (laughs) you know, we can't see anything. And so we decide after a little bit of time, we're like, okay, we're going to give it like 20 minutes, let the sun come up a little bit. And by this time, we got there by like 6.15 in Mm -hmm. the morning. And so... Um, you know, it started to kind of get to that, uh, what's it called? Dawn where you can kind of see a little bit of blue light behind the mountain. So as you know, the sun started to come up, you know, you and I were like, okay, we don't want to wait any longer. Like we saw some other couples go. So we're like, okay, we're just going to do it. Well, and we're like, well, if they're doing it, we got to do it. We're seeing those people with their headlamps. And I asked you if you had a headlamp and luckily you had one. And then we used one of our phones to shine the way. So we hopped out and we started and it was really peaceful. I just remember my first thought when we got out there was just, oh man, like my soul needed this. My soul needed the quiet and and being outside in nature, even though it was freezing. I honestly agree with that because in every single way, and here's the thing, dude, I was so nervous because I thought like, I am not in the best shape right now. I can't keep up with Kayla because you're in amazing shape. <laughs> no. And, you know, I was worried that I was going to keep dragging you behind. And so I just remember thinking, okay, I'm just going to push through this because it's going to be worth it. And you and I were trying to get there before sunrise because honestly, where the sun's positioned right now, it just comes up perfectly up to the side of Delicate Arch. And so I know that you and I kind of were trying to rush to get up there so we could be there. But one of the cool things is, we were hiking up and as we're doing it, like all of a sudden the sun starts to slowly, slowly, slowly creep up and we could start seeing our footsteps a little bit better. And I think I only wore the headlamp for like 10 minutes and then I was like, screw this. So I took it off and just to be able to see the stars, but also see like the sun kind of creeping up behind the mountains was so cool. 
And then it was quiet. And I feel like we don't get a lot of quiet moments in life. You know, we're always so busy with our phones or our next thing on our to-do list that it's it's rare when I feel that kind of peace in my own life. It's true. And one of my favorite parts of that hike was when every time we'd pass a stone marker and a stone marker is where like people put like slabs of stone piled up on one on top of the other. And every time we pass one of those, you're like, it's bad luck. It's bad luck. And then you'd have to put one on top. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I have always believed that. And I, I'm not a really superstitious person, but like, especially out in beautiful nature like that, I'm like, why risk it? <laughs> why not? It's not hard to put a stone why on top of that. It? Why risk it? <laughs> I will say when we got up to the top after you put your rocks on your stone markers, you know, <laughs> the other coolest thing is we got up to the top right as, you know, the sun was about to come up and, you know, it started getting really light so we could see our way pretty well. But do you remember that feeling of just getting up there and it was quiet? People around us weren't really even talking loud. No, and everyone was whispering. It was almost like a a reverence seeing the sun rise and being in such a beautiful space, you know, a beautiful kind of um, moment. Nature created this thing and we don't really know how it was created or how it could stand on its own this long. And to be able to witness that with strangers from probably all over the world. Yeah, it honestly, it was, it was a breathtaking experience and, and honestly pretty humbling, but I just feel like that moment, right? We're talking about our call to adventure. I remember you kind of like looking towards the delicate arch and taking a deep breath. And I look over at you and you're just kind of staring at it. And I wondered what was on your mind when you were looking at the arch? You know, I was thinking about my call to adventure for a really long time. I've had this um, pull inside me right now for probably a couple of years now. You know, I've been a stay-at-home mom with the girls and I've worked here and there and you know a lot of my dedication has been towards my children which I love and I love to do but you know part of me is also a woman and I have things that I want to accomplish in my own life and so going on the sister trip my goal was to do hard things to put myself in uncomfortable situations and you know I'm not a morning person like I said before and so doing that on our very first morning of our sister trip. You know, it was a huge accomplishment. So when we made it to the top and I'm sitting there looking at this beautiful view and the sunrise coming up and I'm just thinking, why haven't I done this before? And I'm sitting there thinking like, this is the feeling. Like if I could put the feeling of the fire inside me, the call to adventure inside me, it would be that moment. I love it. I absolutely love it. So your takeaway from that hike was what? What were you wanting to do? I felt accomplished. I felt like I did something that I don't usually do. And probably, I don't know when I'll get that opportunity again. So taking, I mean, we can do hard things. We can do things and put ourselves in uncomfortable situations and accomplish things. I love it. I love it. And, you know, that kind of reminds me a little bit about how our girls trip first got started, right? Doing difficult things yes. and being able to accomplish things. Do you, do you remember arriving at our campsite? So just so everyone knows, we hauled my truck and trailer down and we stayed at an RV campground called Moab, Moab Rim. And um, as we got there, do you remember this? We we parked the trailer and we tried so hard to figure out how to level the damn thing. Oh my gosh. Well, because <laughs> our campsite or our trailer site was on a slant. And so it was hard to figure out how to make sure we weren't sleeping like so we would roll in the trailer. 
that's true. Like all of our heads were facing to the east. But, you know, one of the the things about my trailer, it's a brand new trailer, dude. And we mm-hmm. couldn't even get the auto leveler to work because it was so the, the actual RV spot was so unlevel. And I think they did that for a reason because of the full hookup scenario, yeah. meaning like, you know, shit, shit has to roll downhill kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I it was so hard to auto level that thing. Do you remember how frustrated we were getting? Uh, and we had to put it back on the truck like six times, even though we had to do it so many times. I felt like the biggest badass because I'm like, oh, yeah, pull your truck back. Let's level it this way. I got this. Hey, do you want me to lower it? And I like was talking like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> That's true. For your first time, you are a total badass because you. you got it to the point where I could, you know, just pushed the truck off the trailer and we were able to level it but we stacked how many blocks under that left side jack it was every block you had it was every block you had (laughs) (laughs) and for those who are listening leveling should not be that way like i talked to my husband about it after and he's like "Mm, you didn't really need that many blocks to level (laughs) (laughs) but here's the thing too it was the three of us three girls a badass truck and a trailer and we freaking did it dude Talking about trying new things, I mean, but here's the thing. It felt so rewarding when that leveler said leveled. Yeah, and after leveling the trailer, after, you know, setting up all of our beds and getting all settled, we were like, we don't want to cook. So we got back in the truck and we went into town to go eat, which is always so fun because in those small towns, you can always find some of the best food and small spots to go. So we went to this Mexican restaurant and ate a great dinner. And then we headed back to our trailer um, and started a fire. So one of the things that I loved about our girls trip the most, you know, we get back from Fiesta Mexicana, but every single night in that night specifically, we started our night of campfires. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about it before on the podcast called Fire Talk, right? And, And this was like some of the most cherished memories I have of our trip is sitting around the campfire and just really getting into our stories, like what's going on in our lives and the things we're happy about and excited about and the things that we're, you know, struggling with. And I felt like it's been so long since the three of us connected on such a deeper level like that, that that was honestly some of the highlight of my trip. Well, yeah, I remember, you know, five years ago when we had our last camping trip and our last girls trip together, we did the same thing. And it brings kind of this healing energy And um, this like clean slate type of feeling, you know, and we're able to bond um, even stronger because guys, we're already so close. Like Whitney and Gentry are my best friends in the entire world. And it's so amazing when we get to get together and talk about all of the good and the bad. And there's no judgment ever. There's only love and support. And that's what I felt this weekend. You know, when I would talk about my things that I needed to talk about, you know, we never hide things from each other. No, never. And, you know, I think there were several conversations that we all had where each one of us would be like, you know, don't judge me for saying this, but (laughs) this is what I think, you know, or this is how I feel. And every single time we'd be like, we're not freaking judging you, dude. Like, this is what fire talk's all about. You know what I mean? I just know that after talking around our fire every night. So it was how many nights did we stay? We stayed Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So three nights. Every single night we did that. We sat, we talked, we cried, we laughed, and we would go to bed. I I know for me, I would go to bed feeling lighter. 
Oh, for sure. And and there were so many times where we would, you know, end the fire because one, it was so cold. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it was very windy. So we would, you know, stub out the fire early and go into the camp trailer and then we'd start playing games. And that was also super fun because you taught us a really fun game. What was that called? Oh my gosh. I don't even remember what it's called. Maybe the listeners can tell me what it's called or I just need to Google it. But it's where you have six cards and you line three on the top, three on the bottom, and you only get to flip two of the cards. And then you try to cancel those out. So you have to end with like the lowest number um, of points. And it was so fun. I need to figure out the name of it, but I know how to play it. Yep, absolutely. And I think one of the things that was the most fun playing all of those games was just how into it we get. Like being sisters, this is one of the things, you know, making sisters all about is like, you know, really talking about the bond that we have and our memories and things like that. But, you know, ultimately we sit at that kitchen table in my trailer and we're getting competitive. Like we want to (laughs) win. You know what I mean? And I feel like we've always had an element of competition in our relationships. Oh, absolutely. What was that one game that we were playing with Gentry where she went to go slap the deck at one point and it like shook the table. And then the next point I did the same thing and it shook the table and we just were laughing. And what's great about our relationship too, is we can laugh at each other and ourselves. Oh, dude, I mean, I think we spent the majority of the time laughing at each other. (laughs) (laughs) And we pick on each other, but it's like we know that we love each other. And that's what's so freaking cool about our relationship. We just dish it and we take it and we make memories out of those moments. I think that's where, you know, the first episode we talked a lot about like Molly's nipple (laughs) and some of those fun experiences that we had on our first girls trip. Well, some of the things that came out of this girls trip were a little bit more, I felt like, deeper in meaning like for instance you know our our campfire talks but then also you know each day we did a hike and we spent a lot of time really trying to be more tranquil and peaceful by you know we we weren't planning on this Mm -hmm. but we would go rock hunting yeah and try and look for fossils you remember that (laughs) it's so fun so I'm such a nerd um, my girls love fossils, like love it. Like my oldest, she's seven. She wants to be a paleontologist when she grows up. She told me that when she was like three. So my goal was to try to find a fossil um, on our hikes because I mean, Moab, it already says like Moab is one of like the coolest places where you can find fossils anywhere. And so I loved that we would go out and just, like you said, it was tranquil. It was peaceful, but it also like, I feel like each one of us had a purpose for this trip. I think each one of us had something we were searching for. Yes. And I feel like, I mean, you know, I I told you about that um, video to watch called Finding Joe on YouTube. And in Finding Joe, it talks a lot about like your call to adventure, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like each one of us has so much going on in our lives right now. And each one of us has a separate call to adventure. Um, And for those of you who don't really know what that means – It's like when the universe or God or Buddha or whatever deity you believe in or spirituality you have is literally putting things in front of you that, you know, whether it's it can be good or bad. Like, you know, for me, I had a call to adventure five years ago when I had a divorce put in front of me, you Mm -hmm. know, or um, I changed jobs or whatever. Right. It's that pull to a change. Or a pull to an adventure, so to speak, is how they call it in Finding Joe. 
And um, it's literally like the universe is ringing your cell phone and you're looking at your cell phone. It says, you know, your life is waiting for you and you can choose to answer the call or not. Right. And so I feel like each one of us were kind of going through a moment like that on this trip. You know, for me specifically, it was me with my weight loss. And I've been, you know, really working hard on my weight loss. And so my call to adventure this trip is really like letting go of the, and maybe letting go is the wrong word, but you know maybe what I mean? Accepting. It's kind of like working through some of the feelings. Yeah. Accepting that like, I'm never going to have the stick skinny body that everyone else has. And I, I mean, I've lost 85 pounds and this trip was all about, I mean, I have never felt so good, right? I was able to hike with you and keep up with you because Kayla, you're in damn good shape, my <laughs> friend. Like you are, no, you are the cream of the crop. Oh, thank you. But for me, that was like my call to adventure was, you know, it's literally this fresh start of I'm going to hike my ass off and it's going to feel good and it's not going to hurt. You know what I mean? Oh, I absolutely know what you mean. I think that Whitney, first of all, I'm so proud of you. You guys, she has worked so hard and has gone through so many hard things um, in her own life. And she is probably one of the most positive, um, fun people you'll ever meet in your life. And Whit, I'm really proud of you. you. You're amazing and you're inspiring. And I get what you're saying about the call to adventure. You know, the first time I ever listened to it was actually on the way back home from our girls trip yesterday. And I texted you immediately after saying, oh my gosh, finding Joe's amazing. And I'm, I'm trying to recommend it to everybody because it really is, it hits home with me. And you talk about your call to adventure um, with your own things. And for me, my call to adventure is, you know, I have loved, loved, loved being a stay-at-home mom. I've loved dedicating the last eight years to my children and I will continue to do so. But there are things, you know, because you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a, a woman. And as a woman, I feel like I still have things I want to do and accomplish and prove. And so I just finished my application process to get into Utah State Business School. You did. I did. Congratulations, dude. That is really great. And what a huge milestone for you. Because tell tell people, like, you had to put your education on hold for a bit. I did, yeah. So I um, last time I was in school was back in 2015. Um, and I was in the elementary education program at Dixie State University, which is now uh, Utah Tech. But um, I was like in my second year of the education program, and I ended up getting pregnant with my first. And I was so sick, you guys. I was so sick to the point where I had to have a trash can next to me just in case. And it just got to a point where I was so tired and so sick that I just I had this feeling that I needed to take a step back and um, support my husband because he was coaching, he was working, he was doing school. And we just decided as a family that it would be um, his turn, you know, to get his degree and everything. And he is now graduating with his master's in May. And so we always talked about how when he would graduate with his master's, it would be my turn. And I am so stoked for my turn because my girls are both going to be in full-time school in August. So that means lots more free time and I'll be able to get my education and really start to, um, you know, work on some things that I want to accomplish. You know, I've had this fire inside me for so long with, to do more with my life. Not that being a mom isn't fulfilling or, or amazing because it really is. But you're, you can be a mom and you can also be a woman. And what does that mean to you when you, you keep saying that, like be a woman? What does that mean? I guess to me, you know, I love being a mom. Being a mom is beautiful. You're able to... Um, 
develop these beautiful kids and help them and teach them all the things that they need to know and, and hopefully guide them the right way. But as a woman, I'm, I'm Kayla. I'm me. I have hopes and I have dreams and I have things that I want to accomplish as a person. So I guess I shouldn't say woman, but I am a woman. So as a woman, I want to do these things. Yeah. And maybe maybe the term you're looking for is individual, right? Yeah. Like, I think that as an individual, you have these desires like this business school, you mm-hmm. know, and and getting your degree and and, you know, working towards goals and aspirations. Yeah. I've had goals for such a long time of things that I want to accomplish. I've always known I wanted to run my own company someday. I always I said this to you guys a lot on the sister trip about not staying stagnant. And to that, it means like, don't stop growing. Don't stop improving your mind, your body, yourself. I don't want to stay stagnant. Yeah, I totally get that feeling. And it reminds me of one of the quotes. So you bought a um, a poem book. I, what's the name of the book okay. that you bought in Moab? So Gentry recommended this. So we were walking along the, the main street in Moab and it has all these cute stores. And I'm such a fan of books. You know, I could read books all day long. And Gentry um, recommended this poem book because I've been really into poetry lately. And it's by Atticus. And it's called Love Her Wild. When you first bought the book, the very first poem I opened, <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's kind of dark. And I told you that. And G was like, well, thanks for you know giving her confidence. And I was like, ooh, sorry, no filter. But we opened it up again. And it came to a poem that I loved. And I just have to read it. I took a picture of it. But Um, Atticus writes, she was afraid of heights, but she was much more afraid of never flying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, damn, like that one hit hard for me. Right. And I think about your situation, you know, your kids are getting grown up, they're going to school and now you have this opportunity for your, you know, pursuits or your individual pursuits. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like what you're saying hits that right on the, like the hammer on the nail. Right. And and especially for me too, I am terrified, like literally of heights, but like I hike anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. But even just in my personal life, I am so afraid of, you know, really putting myself out there, but I have to do it because I'm afraid of what my life would be like if I don't. Like, do you feel that? Oh, absolutely. I'm right there with you. You know, that poem right there hit me too, because, you know, being able to take that leap of faith, you know, and trying to fly, even if you fail and even if you fall, you know, that's what this call to adventure is supposed to bring out in you is doing not just staying stagnant. You want to do things. And that's what I want to do. I keep saying I want to do things with my life. And throughout this um, this sister trip, I felt like I had, I don't know about you guys, but I had like 10 epiphanies, you know, where I would sit and be like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. And it was a really motivational trip for me. I'm so glad to hear that, dude. And I, I echo that sentiment in such a big way because one of the things that I learned the most about this weekend. And like I told you, I've been on this weight loss journey. I've been on this journey of like self-acceptance and self-reliance. And one of the biggest things that I felt and learned was just how to enjoy being in the present. I don't know about you, but I live too much in the future. I do the same thing. Yeah. Some people live in the past. Some people live in the future. Some people are good at living in the present. And I'm not one of those people that's really good at living in the present. I enjoy it for two seconds and then move on to the next thing. And so, you know, by turning off our phones, 
you know, being out in BLM land and no service, like it really helped put some peace and perspective into my my days while we were there. And I kind of miss that. I do too. You get so busy in life sometimes, especially right now. Like, you know, each of us have so much that we are going through and having to do, you know, Gentry preparing for London, you know, going on her London trip in a little bit. You know, she's figuring out school and work and all of these things. She has so much on her mind. And then you with your work and how high up you are. And you're just such a boss ass bitch, girl. Like you are amazing. Uh, but you have a lot on your mind too. And same with me. And it was, I just remember sitting there on one of our hikes and the wind wasn't blowing hard. It just was that soft wind and I'm sitting there and I just like really did take another deep breath, just like I did on Delicate Arch. I felt like I had so many moments where I was just like, Whew, and my soul felt better. My soul felt lighter. Yeah, I love that. And there's something to be said about being out in nature. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I love how for our girls trips, we haven't done anything except be camping I know. out in nature <laughs> totally and enjoying that together. You know, going on all of those beautiful hikes and feeling those moments of peace and then sitting down on that last day reading this new book of poetry, I have like three poems that really stood out to me. Can I read them to you? <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude. I I loved your book of poetry. That was so It's so fun. Um so there is one and you know talking about um, finding your way, getting your call to action, answering that phone call. This poem, I like, I try to um, flip through and just like read random ones. And this one was the first one that I flipped through and read. And it says, and the stars blinked as they watched her carefully jealous of the way she shone. And I'm like, let's go. That one hit me so hard. Um, Cause I want to shine. I want to shine. I want to do things, you know, I, and I feel like I have this um, drive and this fire inside me right now to do more and not be so afraid anymore. Like I kind of talked about in our last podcast about me always kind of being afraid and I'm done with that bull crap. I love that. Do you feel like that was your biggest takeaway from the trip? Yeah. I just came away from the trip knowing that things were going to change, that I am going to stop being stagnant, that I'm going to stop being afraid, that I am going to, um, was it Dead Poet Society or with Robin Williams, how he's like, seize the day. Yes, totally. Yeah, I want to be Robin Williams in that instance. You know, I want to stand on top of a desk and seize the freaking day. I kept flipping through this poem book and another one came out to me and it said, a storm was coming, but that's not what she felt. It was adventure on the wind and it shivered down her spine. And I'm like, okay, what else do I need to tell me that the universe is like, answer this call? You know what? I think you had some pretty clear signs there, my I friend. Sure did. So I love that. Read it again. I want to I want to kind of go through that a little bit more. That last I feel poem. like everybody kind of needs to hear this poem. You know, a storm was coming, but that's not what she felt. It was adventure on the wind and it shivered down her spine. That could imply that even if there are challenges ahead, that's not how we should look at it. We should look at it as opportunities and opportunities to get excited about the growth that we're going to have. Oh, absolutely. And also too, like life and growth and finding out who you are, you can't do that without the hard times. You can't do that without the trials and the tears and the the hard days because when you get through those moments and you come out on the other side if you choose it if you choose to do that if you come out on the other side you could be the best version of yourself so i think that one of the you know the really interesting things about that poem is 
it really puts into perspective that we are not victims of our lives. We should be the, um, what's that poem? We should be the captain of our fate, mm-hmm. right? Like we should be the the narrators of our story. We can take control of of our circumstances, right? We we can control our attitude. We can't always control what happens, but we can control how we react and how we respond to the storm ahead, mm-hmm. right? One of the quotes in this Finding Joe um, film, I had to screenshot because it just hit me, you know, and it says, we must be willing to get rid of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. And that, you know, that is like the epitome of this girl's trip for me is like, you know, I love my life. I love my children. I love my husband. I love what we've built together. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't always strive to accomplish more, to put yourself out there and to not be afraid. Yeah, absolutely. You should always strive for more. And it also talks about in Finding Joe that you should be putting yourself in uncomfortable situations at least once a mm-hmm. day. And if you're not doing that, you're not stretching enough. This is hard stuff, right? These call to adventures are not always easy. And sometimes we want to just snooze that phone call over and over again. But ultimately, I think this is going to be a fantastic year for you. And I'm excited to see where it takes you. You know, I feel like um, all of us kind of hit that snooze button sometimes because I'm sure everybody at some point in their lives or will experience in their lives that pull to do more, to accomplish what they're afraid to accomplish. And I feel like, you know, I've had this feeling for such a long time. I've set so many alarms, so to say, you know, those people on their phones, how they have like 15 alarms. I'm one of those people. Um, And I kept snoozing it, snoozing it, ignoring it and being like, you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Or I'll do it when, when the time's right. But if you keep telling yourself, I'll do it when the time's right, you're never going to do it. And so going on this girl's trip this weekend and going on those hard hikes and to be able to share everything that has been going on in my own life and talking to you guys through all of my messy stories, I took a lot out of this weekend. You know, it really put into um, play for me what I want to do. And so, you know, I got home yesterday and I knew that I couldn't just stay stagnant anymore. I think the growth that you will get from this will be just insurmountable. Mm-hmm. You know, I think your kids are going to look at you and be like, oh, mom's so cool. She's going to college. I'm going to go to college someday. You know, well, what that's I mean? what happened with our girls trip. You know, um, one of my fears, you know, stupid fears that I'm still trying to defeat um, is being selfish. You know, I don't ever want to be like a, a selfish mom, but there's a difference. Right. And I'm learning that. And so going on this girls trip, it wasn't selfish for me to take time for myself. It actually was really cool to see what it did to my kids, you know, because they came with me to go shopping for the girls trip. And I hear them in the back talking and Peyton's going to Barkley. um, Hey, when we get older, we're going to go on girls trips every year. Like mom, we're going to do this and this and this. And I, I was proud in that moment because of you wit, because of Gentry, because of me and our relationship, we're motivating my kids to have a strong relationship like we have. Have you had a moment where you've just seized it or want to seize it? What's something that has called to you? Well, I'm on my weight loss journey mm-hmm. right now. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I've lost 85 pounds, but um, you know, I just started a new job back in December as this VP of customer experience and I am losing weight and I'm actually going through this audiobook right now called The Happiness Trap. Mm. 
And it's actually pretty incredible. It's all about ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy. You know, it, I had somebody recommend it to me and it, you know, it's an interactive audiobook. So you have to like pause it, you have to complete an assignment or write down something or, you know, it, it's very, um, it's very much so like a, you have to work mm-hmm. at it basically. And um, I've found that as I've started doing that, as I've, you know, really worked on my weight loss and my confidence and especially through my career, I just feel like I've picked up the phone and I heard what it had to say and I'm starting to now kind of follow it, if that makes sense. Like I'm I'm open to the possibilities of where it's going to take yeah, me. Yeah, because it's one thing to answer the call. It's another thing to do something about the call. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up is they will answer it and they might start taking steps, but then they get scared and they back away. And I feel like it's not just one call. I think it's a series of calls. You know yeah, what I, I mean? I think we all get multiple calls throughout our life to do something. And like I said before, like I hit that snooze button so many times and I'm sure we all have hit that snooze button. But really what like this weekend, this girl's trip, it just set even more in motion for me, what I want to do. And I am going to do something about that call. You know, in closing, I think we should encourage everybody to recognize their call to adventures and recognize that it's okay to be afraid of it, right? Like that poem of being afraid of heights, but being afraid of of never flying, right? I think people need to embrace, embrace the call and there's going to be multiple calls. And just Go with it. Trust the process and really just start to um, enjoy the rain and the storm rather than be fearful. Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, I challenge all of you guys listening um, to look at your own lives and to recognize, just like Whitney said, that pull. What is pulling you to take action? What is pulling you to answer that phone call and to stop hitting snooze? Don't hit that snooze button anymore, guys. Answer that call. See where it takes you. Breathe it in. Embrace it because it could take you on the wildest adventure of your life. The call to adventure signifies that destiny has summoned the hero. Will you answer the call? Thanks for listening to episode three of Making Sistery. See you next time. Bye.